Amen. Well, I see that we just came on the internet. We're live now to you that are joining us in some part of the world, maybe right here in Dallas, right here in Carrollton, Texas. Who knows? I don't know exactly where people are that are uh, um, watching. And, uh, you know, it's good to see people watching from all over and some of the reports that I'm getting of people watching us. It's just absolutely thrilling for people to tell me how they've been blessed and how their life has been changed because they become a part of Experience Life Church right here in Carrollton, Texas, even though they may be in another part of the world. God has a way through this, this Internet of connecting people. And you know, people that used to come to my, a lot of my large meetings that I had around the world are finding us now on Facebook and connecting with us. And this is just really exciting when I see people that I knew 40 years ago and hadn't heard from them or they knew me 40 years ago and came to a meeting and said, I came to this meeting, or people that watched me when we were doing the satellite Bible school. All the different things that, that's happening through the Internet, we're just grateful that uh, this is happening and this is taking place. So turn around and look at somebody and say, boy, you're looking good today. Boy, good today. Amen. Well, God is good, isn't he? All the time. And I'm just grateful that uh, I can have a part in what God is doing Amen. in these last days. And I just really believe that song we were singing a few minutes ago. I really do believe that God is going to pour out his spirit and we're going to see multiplied people coming to Jesus and we're going to see a change in the church. We're going to see people rise up and walk by faith and live holy lives, godly lives, and they're going to walk in the spirit and come in and just start laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Out in the world, they'll just lay hands on people and cast out demons. Amen. Amen. But I want us to go to prayer right now and pray for the service. And I just got a text from my son, Tim. He's sitting here in Dallas right now at the airport, just about to board an airplane to Hong Kong. And um, we'll be going to a missions trip. Uh, he's going to another country to minister the gospel for several days. He's on quite a mission. So we need to pray for him. And one of the, the places he'll be going to, there's a, um, there's a group of people that's gathered together, and these are parents of children that have autism. And so, uh, you know, he's going to be establishing some connections. We know these people. And uh, but he's going to be establishing some connections to help because there in that country they don't have the help with the children of autism that they have here in the United States of America. So we're going to do our best to see how we can partner with them and 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 help their children and the parents because you know uh, I was talking to a person just last week that has twins. And, uh, well, I was talking to the granddad of his daughter that has twins, and the two twins have autism. And it's quite a challenge with them 
in this, but they're learning and they're growing. And I just believe that if you surround yourself with the right people, then God can help you, and that is important. So let's just pray today. Father, I thank you for uh, your goodness, for your blessings, for your mercy, for your love, for your peace. We just ask today, God, each person that's viewing by the Internet, these that are here in the service, Lord, that you'll speak to our hearts and minister the, the anointing flow through me. Let my mouth, my spirit come forth, God, the spirit of God that's inside of me. Let my mouth proclaim the words of life that you won't proclaim today. And we ask for your blessings of safety upon our son Tim as he travels to this country far away to bring help and healing to other people that need help. We thank you, Lord, that this service today is not just another service, not just another sermon, not just another message, but this is a time that you speak and you minister to people and you bring them in to the blessings of God. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. And June, I'd like to say hello to you. Bless you over there in near Birmingham, you and uh, y'all, y'all just have a great day. Well, listen now, I'm going to go back. This is my third Sunday to be talking about um, uh, making the rest of your life the best of your life. But before I do, I want the people in the control room to just follow me just for a moment. You know, Experience Life Church, we launched in September the 9th. I believe that was our launch date. And you know, when you type that in your URL or in your place on your phone or your tablet, when you type that in, that's a lot to type in. So we got to look in to see how we could make it easier for you. Uh, could you play me that video right now to show our friends here in church and around the world how this works? Well, hey there. Guess what? We here at Experience Life Church are making it easier to find us on the web. Instead of typing experiencedlifechurch.com, you can now find us at elglobal.church. elglobal.church. See, isn't that a lot easier than typing in Experience Life Church? And we want the people on Facebook to understand over and over again, They, they many times people think we're a we're broadcasting only on Facebook, but we broadcast through Experience Life Church. And our daughter was uh, watching her on Facebook, and she went over to elglobal.church, and when she did, that brought her to Experience Life Church. She said the sound, the picture, and everything was much better. So I want to tell you, we have better equipment, and our Experience Life Church equipment and, and all of the stuff that makes that happen is better And thank you, Facebook, but it's better quality than it is on Facebook. So sometimes when people are watching say, I couldn't find you, well, all you got to do is type in elglobal.church. And when you type in elglobal.church, it'll take you to Experience Life Church, and you can just scroll down to where it says watch. And when you do, you can just see us with no problem whatsoever. Anyway, back to my point of... Speaking on making the rest of your life the best of your life, I have one or two more of these that I will be talking to you about because, you know, 
that is our thing from experience like church. That's the reason why we have uh, called our church experience like church. We believe that if we follow the teachings of the word of God that we're bringing forth here, your life, the rest of it, will be better. And how many wants the rest of your life to, to continually get better? You know, no matter what age you, you may be, you want to continually feel good. You want good health. You want to be good and strong emotionally and financially and be able to enjoy life. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, I, I want to just kind of repeat what I just said, that no matter what your age, I hope that you would want to make the rest of your life the best of your life. See, I've spoken on this subject now uh, two different times, this being my third time, and each time that I do, I use as a foundational scripture Matthew 6.33, and this says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. And see, to me, the first and foremost thing in our life to make in the rest of our life the best of our life is putting God first in our life. And if you don't put God first in your life, there's so many other things that will start filling you up with other things and you'll be distracted. And then when problems and situations come, you can't handle them. And then when you start crying out to God, you've already got all this stuff you've had to wrestle with without the help of the Holy Spirit. So I'd rather have the help of the Holy Spirit before stuff comes. So when stuff comes or unscheduled events happen, we already have the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to help us walk through what, whatever is happening and taking in place. See, the scriptures saying the first thing you do is to have, a, to have a better life, as I just said, is to put God first. Now think about that. Have you put God first this week? And, uh, uh, you know, the scripture goes on and it says that uh, all these other things will be added unto you. Well, we all like that part, don't we, that all these other things will be added unto you. And many people, that's what they do. They search the scriptures to find out how to get things. There's nothing wrong with things as long as things don't control you, as long as you control things and you let Jesus be Lord of your life. But there's many people today that will just go and search the scriptures and they'll be looking in the scriptures how to get a Mercedes or how to get a, a big car, a home or whatever. And none of these things is wrong to have, but I'd rather have Jesus. What's that old song? I'd rather have Jesus than anything. I'd rather have Jesus and silver or gold. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you can't have silver and gold, but I'd rather have Jesus than anything in this world because if I've got Jesus holding my hand, he's going to lead me through whatever it is that we face. And so I do want to say it again. There's nothing wrong with things, but putting God first in your life is the most important thing that anybody on the face of this earth can do. There is not one thing more important than putting Jesus first. 
It says if we put him first, he's going to direct our path and lead us into the destiny that he has for us and not only lead us into the destiny that he has for us, he's going to give us the things that we need. See, again, we get to seek and need things we need rather than seeking the king, seeking the kingdom of God. And so when we seek the kingdom of God, sometimes some of the things we want, our flesh wants, we decide that that's not necessary or that's not really even good for us but it's our flesh that's been wanting this but when we start seeking him first then he says I'll give you more than you can even desire because you're putting me first look at Solomon Solomon said uh, uh, God said to Solomon what is it that you want he said well Lord I'd rather have your wisdom than anything in the world well it turned out to be the most wealthiest person that ever lived but that wasn't what he was seeking. He was seeking the wisdom of God. And today, I want you to know, I hope you are seeking the wisdom of God. I'm seeking the wisdom of God. I want to know what to do in every step that I take. And see, I believe it's important for every believer to continually uh, grow spiritually and change for the better. Now, I want to tell you this. I want to say it, and I hope you understand, because I'm not going to elaborate on it. Sometimes change causes people to get ari, or, you know, they decide, oh, I don't want this, or I, 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 because sometimes the right change brings out things. The right change, spiritual growth, standing for righteousness and truth, sometimes it causes things to surface that you maybe didn't know or you weren't aware of how bad it was. And all at once, instead of people wanting to grow through that, they want to keep doing what they're doing. Thank you for them overwhelming amens right there. That really did bless me. Now, what would you most like to change in yourself? What is it that you would like to change? Would you like to have a greater relationship with God? Would you like to have a better personality? Would you like to be able to be a person that instead of you speaking uh, out before you you think, uh, 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 would you like to change the fact that, hey, I'm just going to calm it here, and when somebody speaks, I'm not going to speak my opinion first. I'm just going to wait here and see what God wants me to say. See, some people, they're, going to, they're just so keyed up and tied up, they're going to speak their opinion and run, run people off, or, or people are not going to want to talk to you because you already, <laughs> you already uh, 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 said what was not appropriate, and so God wants people to, to live for Him and be pleasant. Everybody say pleasant. pleasant. So what is it which you would change in yourself, what is it? What is the one thing that you'd start with? And if you could change that one thing, I want to ask again, what would it be? What would it be? All of us change over time. And I want to tell you this, no matter how old you are or how young you may be, we're all getting older every day. There again, I get those old big amens right there. But you that are watching... Everybody is getting older. You know, we had uh, little Charlie. I don't know if Charlie is still here or not, but we had Ch little Charlie about all day, our great-granddaughter. And, and I'm telling you, we had so much fun with Charlie. I mean, we just, we, it, it was just a, so much fun with Charlie. And, uh, 
But, you know, I saw a post that Chad had. I can't believe my little girl is as big as she is. Well, she's just a little over a year old. She's walking good, and, you know, she's mumbling and talking, and, of course, she feeds herself. Don't try to help feed her um, because you're going to get yourself in trouble if you try to help feed Charlie. But, you know, she walks around, she goes, she opens up the cabinets, she pulls out the, the, the pots and the pans, and, you know, she... But Charlie is getting older. I look at our, our little Jordan, our great-granddaughter Jordan. Jordan is getting older. So I, I, I know they're not old, and they're not in age bracket like myself. But I want to remind everybody that you're getting older every day. And the tragedy in life, sometimes people, they, they don't want to change for the better. I want to change for the better. Amen. You know, just like yesterday, uh, there'll be a day, you know, Charlie still has her passing. And there'll be a day that Charlie's going to have to lose her passy. You know, it's going to be hard on Charlie when her passy is totally taken away from her. But one day, you know, and I see a lot of 70-year-olds that still got their passy. <laughs> I see some 75 and 80-year-olds that still got their pacifier, you know. They, they still are carrying their feelings on their shoulder. And you know, little Charlie, I'm telling you, you know, I, uh, she is a real sensitive little child. Uh, I know she was on the steps yesterday and David said something to her and she just just hurt her feelings so badly and she just was lying there on the steps with her face down and we just looked at her for a minute and finally, you know, we we picked her up and there was tears in her eyes, you know. Well, you know what? Uh, if, If she's allowed to continue with that sensitivity without being taught, hey, just because you get correct that doesn't mean that you're to cry and pout and go over by yourself. You know, you have to learn that correction is a part of life. Correction is a part of life. In this day and time, who wants correction? I mean, you know, look at our streets and where we go. People make fun. I'm telling you, it's, it's just something. People make fun of preachers. They make fun of everybody this day and time. So much going on in this world. But you know what? None of it changes who we are in Christ. None of it changes who God is. None of it changes who the Holy Spirit is. None of it changes who Jesus Christ is. So let's focus on I'm the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Now, there's a lot of self-help books on the market that you can read, and 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 probably if you do them, they will help. But you know what? You gotta do what the self-help books uh, uh, say. And one of the titles that I saw was "Get Out of Your Own Way: Overcoming Self-Defeating Behavior." Another one I saw was uh, self-help, how to change your life in the next 15 minutes. (laughs) Now, I'm not recommending either one of these books. I'm not telling you to go out and look for them and buy them. I'm just telling you that there's 
all kinds. I mean, I looked on the internet and there was hundreds of self-help books that you can get to, to read. But if you don't do what the self-help books are, are saying, it's not going to help you. And I sort of doubt in 15 minutes that you can really change your life in a drastic way. In my mind, to, to change your life and make the rest of your life the best of your life, it's going to take you some time. Have me understand that. I, 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 the only thing that's instantaneous is the new birth. The new birth, when you get born again, that, that happens instantly, but that doesn't mean your ways and actions change instantly because you have to start identifying with the new life that you just have. You have to start renewing your mind. You have to start studying the scriptures. You need to find good friends that will uh, walk the walk of God, that will walk by faith. You need to be around good friends that will... Uh, uh, encourage you, friends that will love you, friends that will pray for you, friends that will stand with you in time of trouble. You don't need to stay around those friends that's going to be using those bad words. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day on the phone and they said, pardon my language, and, and this was a Holy Spirit person, uh, a tongue-talking person. They said, they said, pardon my language, but they used that F word. I just said, oh, I'm not pardoning your language. Uh-uh. Don't talk to me. Don't use that F word to me. I don't need that word. I, I, I don't need that word in my life. Now, why does Christians need to put that stuff in their mouth when, when that's not the way we are? You wouldn't hear Jesus say that. You think Jesus would have said that? No, Jesus would not have said that at all. So I want to tell you something that uh, we need our mouth. You know, well, the Bible said from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So uh, whatever's in your heart is going to come out through your mouth one time or another. It may not uh, uh, immediately, but it's going to come out. Now, reading a book or the Bible will not bring change unless you do the things that you need to do. And the Bible says in James 1.22, be a doer of the Word, not just a reader. Now, I know it says hearer, but, but it's the same thing. Many people can do their daily Bible reading, and their daily Bible reading tells them how to live through the day. But yet after reading the Bible or hearing the, the, the scriptures, they still go on doing the same old thing over and over again, expecting change, and change will not come until you start doing the right things. See, it's okay to read self-help books, but there's nothing and no book, not even my books, that can help you better than the Word of God. Somebody said, Pastor, you, your own book? My own books are filled with the Bible, but there's still things that I say along with the Scripture, but there's nothing more important, no book more important than the Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God. The Word of God. Everybody say the Word of God is the most important book in the world. The Word of God is the most important book in the world. You know, uh, Pastor Al was reading a little devotion this, this uh, week in our staff meeting, and he was reading something that Charles Stanley had to say. And one of the things that I picked up, and Charles Stanley says, when you pick up a Bible, realize what you hold in your hand. When you pick up the Bible, 
realize what you hold in your hand. He said it isn't merely ink on paper. It is the living word which is which he lovingly gave to mankind so that we can grow in our relationship with him. So the word of God is not a book to lay on your counter or on your living room table or just to pick up and look at and say this is a book. He said it's not, it isn't merely ink on paper, it's the living word which he lovingly gave mankind so that we could grow in our relationship with him. Now, as we study the word and do the word and apply the word, we grow in our relationship with our Father God. And not only that, we grow in our relationship with right people. See, one of the things that God has blessed me with over the years is good relationships. You know, here, here is a friend sitting on the front row. Now, we hadn't been best buddies all these years, and I don't want to imply that, you know, we've been close friends for years. We've known each other for 58 years, but we've had respect for each other throughout the 58 years. We've been kind to each other and our paths has crossed a number of times and now here for the last year we have grown much closer in our relationship than we ever have. But, see, they want to pursue the things of God. I want to pursue the things of God. I want you to come in here and the people that's watching, I want the power and the anointing of God to be so strong that you you are so close to God that your life is so sold out to Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Bud Chambers, uh, years ago, a man from Oklahoma City who's in heaven now, he wrote a song, I'm sold out to follow Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm praying that everybody in this room, everybody that's watching by internet, You're going to sell out your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you're going to say, I'm not my own, but I've been bought by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and I want my life to represent Jesus the rest of my life. Can I hear an amen from somebody? Wow. See, one of the ways, one of the ways that I often say How we serve God is how we treat people and how we deal with the issues of life. See, there's people that you and I may not like, or they may say things that we don't like, but how we respond to that, how we deal with that determines our relationship with the Lord. Because you can't, one of the ways we do this is how we connect with people reveals our relationship with God. Is anybody with me? Amen. Let me ask you, have you handled issues that has come up with others lately? Have you handled those issues? Have you handled them in the flesh? Have you handled them emotionally? Or have you stood back and said, God, you lead me in how to handle this answer, whether it's business or whatever it may be? Have you handled issues that come up? And then when they did, did you get offended or did you do the right thing? Did you get offended or did you do the right thing? See, somebody told me the other day, we, I was discussing somebody uh, about something and, and, and I had helped someone 
and I had, well, the, the help I gave, um, God used my influence for, I'm not going to get into the details, but, but the Lord helped my influence to be able to, uh, this person that I helped uh, when, when they first came to me, they, they had no car, they had nothing, and I paid their expense and their food and their place to stay when they came to, to one of my meetings. Now they have their own car, they've got everything, and, and through what the Lord used me to do, they have literally now touched thousands of people, and their life has changed in a lot of ways. And I was discussing this with someone, and they said, well, I'm going to have this person to call you tomorrow, and we're going to get you to do this. I didn't, I wasn't asking for anything. Well, my phone hadn't rang yet. You know, why, why, why do things and say things you don't intend on doing? But you know what? That's not going to affect whether I ever get that phone call or not. It's not going to affect me from making the rest of my life the best of my life. Amen. 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 See, do you get it? See, we let so many things. I mean, seriously, uh, I, I wasn't bragging to the person, and the person, you know, I, I can't get into the details of this, and I know it sounds kind of funny what I'm saying, but. But God just used me to be at the right place at the right time to help this, these people. And when I did, my influence over time of different things I did in many different cities where we had big crusades, I would bring this person in and expose them. And, and now, I, I don't even know, probably maybe 100,000 or more people have been touched by this one connection that I made uh, uh, over 15, 20 years ago. So you see, you, 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 I don't know, maybe more than 100,000 people. I'm not looking for any credit for that. If I was looking for credit, I'd be offended. But I, we were just exchanging, and he said, well, I'm going to have them call you, and we want you to fly here, and we want you to do this, and we want you to do this. Well, you know what? Uh, and they said, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, this is over t tomorrow. Uh, well, it's already been a week, and tomorrow's never come. So, again, I'm not going to get into out of sorts. I'm not even going to be mad at this person that said that. But why say something if you don't mean it? I ask you the question, did you get offended, or did you do the right thing? Well, <laughs> I'm asking myself, I'm going to do the right thing. If I ever get that call, if I don't ever get that right call, when I see that person again, I'm going to hug them and love them, and, and I'm just going to be real nice to them because it doesn't matter to me. I want God's will in my life. Amen. I just want the rest of my life to have impact on helping people be better for the Lord Jesus Christ. Is anybody with me? Have you changed for the better this year? Have you grown this year? Have you, have you been better? You know, you may have had a lot of heartaches and things that's come against you, but have you, have you become better spiritually this year? And see, I'm praying that the past two weeks, today and, to, and the next Sunday that I speak, I pray that I will say or minister something from God's Word that's going to inspire you to grow and change for the better.
See, sometimes this kind of teaching brings out stuff as I said. Now you're really looking at me. It's kind of scary. <laughs> kind of your faces is kind of scaring me right now. Lord, give me some boldness here. <laughs> give me some strength right now. Lord, I'm looking at your face and you're going... I don't know what people are doing now out there. I can't see their face. But you know, when you start talking about issues that I've been talking about and we've been preaching about, this, this brings up issues that's in people's life and it shines a light on that. And when it shines a light on that, sometimes people, instead of wanting to change that, they want to run and keep on doing it. But folks, I'm telling you, God wants you to change those things and begin to walk in His love and His character and walk in his wisdom and be a better person. Amen. Now, let me start off with, with another point that I believe is, is really important in changing for the better and having a, 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 the rest of our life, the best of our life. And here it is. Learn to love with God's love instead of emotional love. And I, I don't care who you are. That's not easy to do. I do not care who you are. That is not easy to do. But see, this is a decision that you're going to have to make. You and I are going to have to make if we want the rest of our life to be the best of our life. Because as long as you try to love through your emotions, <laughs> you're not getting very far. You won't get very far at all. See, there's times that you can't love people because of what they've done and because of how they've treated you or something they've done, and you can't love them emotionally. There's that look again. So, well, Pastor, what's next? You've got to learn to love that person through the love of God. And say that doesn't come overnight. That's a process of learning how to love these people through the love of God. I'll just be honest with you. Here's a few people in my life. There's a few people in my life that I, I, I can't make it on my own. I, I mean, the things they do, I just can't do it on my own. I don't want to slap them. Now, Pastor, I can't believe you just said that. Well, believe it. I just said it. <laughs> Maybe I want to do a little more than slap them. But you know what? I, I don't let my feelings and my emotions cause me to react and do those things. I have to take that moment that when I feel that and I have to say, God, I have your love on the inside of me and help me to be like you did, Jesus, when you walked through the cross. It wasn't easy for you to do this when you were humiliated, spit on, beat in the face, and you were beat with the whip and, and, and put on that cross. Let me love with your love. Teach me to love through this situation with your love. Now, I want to read a passage of Scripture. And all of you have read this Scripture many times, and I've read it many times. But how much of it do we keep? Remember, Charles Stanley said it wasn't ink on the paper, but it's God's gift to us to help us <clears throat> live our life 
better. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, 4 through 6, it says, Love is very patient and kind. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that your emotional love is very patient and kind. Never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It's not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. It's never glad about injustices, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Now you're quiet, really quiet. Well, how many times have you read these scriptures or heard other scriptures, other ministers read them? I just said that a moment ago and I'm, I'm repeating it. Or heard me read these. Now, do you practice them when someone doesn't do what you think they should do? Do you practice these things in the scripture that I just read? If someone does you wrong... Are you glad when they have a problem and something's going wrong in their life? Do you sit back and say, oh, they're reaping what they sowed. Isn't this fun? Isn't this great, man? Watch them. Look at them. That's what they get. That's what they get. I just read, it's never glad about injustice, but rejoices when truth wins out. Amen. See, if you've been patient, have you been patient and kind this week or did you get irritable? Did you get irritable? Did you get touchy? You know, little Charlie, little precious Charlie. She, she got corrected a couple of times. You know, you know, our house is not childproof. And... Um, so a few times David was over too and, and uh, Jordan and, and but every now and then Pat Sharon would have to say uh, 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 and Charlie would come back and then big old tears would start streaming down her face. You know, she didn't want to be corrected. She is very touchy. Have you been like Charlie this week? Danny and Chad, if you're watching, I don't get mad at me. <laughs> uh, she's a beautiful, wonderful child. We love her, but she's a child. Yeah. How many 70-year-old children do we have serving the Lord today? How many 75 and 80-year-old children do we have serving the Lord today that's just like Charlie? Getting their feelings hurt. Somebody said, you already said that, Pastor. I know it. I know it. Now, let me finish. I hope you've not been jealous, envious, and I know none of you, none of you, nowhere in the world, I know you would this week, you've not been selfish at all. You wouldn't dare do that. You hadn't been selfish at all. And I, I know none of you let pride come in your life. You wouldn't think of being prideful. Now you're really quiet. It scares me. Rude or demanding your own way? No, none of you've demanded your own way. None of you just demanded I'm right and you're wrong. Uh-uh. Rejoicing because someone did you wrong is having a hard time. 
No, you, you, you know, this is, this is what we have to use the love of God to do is when these things happen, in their, and trust me, they're going to happen. We live in a world that's unperfect, and we have a lot of unperfect people, which I'm one of them. I don't feel like I have arrived. I've got a long ways to go, and I'm continually trying to apply these things that I'm preaching to you about to my life. So uh, I want you to think about James chapter 3 and 11, and he said, And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and better water? No. You know, I love to go out where there's fresh springs and I love to drink that water. But there's not salt and all kinds of stuff coming out of that. It's fresh water. Well, can the same thing, you know, when someone said to me the other day, pardon my language, here was bitter water and then sweet water coming out of the same mouth. How does that work? Somebody said, I thought you was talking about making the rest of our, our life the best of your life. All you're doing is, is, is telling us uh, about things we should do. Well, that's how we make the rest of our life the best of our life because we learn to walk with Jesus and treat people the way we want to be treated instead of treating people the way they're treating us. Now, let me, let me just take a couple, few, few more minutes as I try to wind up. I didn't say I was closing. I said I was winding up. Did you get it? <laughs> Here's another point. Be free from negativity and learn to be, learn to be positive and, a positive and thankful person. Break free from negativity. I'm amazed. I'm amazed of a lot of Christians of how negative they are. I, I really am of how negative they look and see situations. And uh, Pastor Sharon and I was talking even on the way to church today, you know. I, I, I don't try to preach from the point of disaster and trouble all the time. I bring it up. I bring it up and, and try to warn you that it's out there. But I take, tell you that the Word of God is the answer to everything. You know, I saw uh, a lady that has written the book, uh, Jermaine Copeland, and she posted something and uh, some of you, you know, she's got the, the, the books on prayer that avails much. She's written a number of those books. I happen to know her very well, a wonderful woman. And she said, after the election Tuesday, no matter who's, who is in those seats, God's still God. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't vote. You should get out and you should vote. Everyone should do, be a citizen of the United States of America. You should do your duty and you should get out there and vote. That is something that every one of you should do. You shouldn't just sit by and say, well, whatever will be, will be. That's not going to work. We are children of God, and if you want the rest of your life to be the best of your life, one of the things you need to do is go out and vote. Amen? Amen? And vote for the right things. Don't, you know, vote for the right things. But uh, I don't know how I got sidetracked with that. But don't be negative. Don't be negative. See, if things don't go your way politically, don't be negative. 
I got a person that don't come to our church anymore because somebody got elected. I, I just, I just was one vote. I didn't cause that one person to get in or out. It was everybody that voted. They hadn't been back to our church. They, they just said, "I just can't handle it." I prayed and prayed. This didn't happen, and it happened. Now this wasn't recent, but you know, I, I can't change the world. I can change myself, and so. That's what I'm talking to you about is changing yourself so that your life can be good. See, don't complain. Well, well, let me say this. When you're negative, you won't be thankful. Everybody say, when I'm negative, negative, I I won't be thankful. See, and don't compare what you have to someone else. If you start comparing, you're going to get yourself very, very... Uh, you're, you're going to be sad, angry, or something's going to happen. See, negativity compares, finds faults, and blames others for their problems. That's what negativity does. Blame can be defined as holding others responsible for your misfortune. How many times do people blame their situation on someone else? Don't complain about what you permit. Don't complain about what you permit. See, some people cast their dysfunctional parents as the reason or the cause of their lifestyle or their actions, their negative relationships, health changes, or other hardships life has, and their reason for unhappiness of lack of success. I mean, I I know people right now I know people right now that are blaming their parents for their life. Now, that's not to say they didn't have influence on them. But when you grow up, when you grow up and you get the Word of God in your heart and you get Jesus Christ in your heart and you begin to believe God, it doesn't mean none of this stuff didn't happen to you. I'm not saying none of that happened that you didn't get treated bad and you didn't get treated wrong. But God can heal that. Amen. You know, I don't like to bring up names and my friends, but, you know, Joyce Meyer is probably one of the greatest examples of people that we know that is very well known that was abused sexually by her father over and over again and was angry for a long time. But one day when she got older, she quit blaming her father for her failures and started taking Jesus as Lord and God healed her from her past. And now she walks and lives by faith and even though her dad's in the grave, she she got him born again. She baptized him in water. She put him in, a, in an assisted living home when he didn't have any money because she forgave him. Somebody said, well, I ain't forgiving my blank father. I ain't forgiving my blank mother. Well, that's people's choice. But you know what? That person, even though they're in the grave, they're still controlling you. It's certainly true that life presents many difficulties and undeniable pain and suffering. And for some, they often blame others as the reason for their own problems and they put themselves in the role of the victim. Hey, I'm the victim, and you probably were. You probably were the victim, but you can't stay the victim 
if you're going to let Jesus be Lord of your life and you want the rest of your life to be the best of your life, you've got to quit being the victim. You've got to become the victor. You know, some of you may remember when I brought LaDonna here from Tennessee. LaDonna's a, a, a lovely lady and she sings and she's got videos and, you know, um, a, 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 a wonderful lady. But, you know, she had three children and, and her husband abused her and burnt the house down trying to kill them and everything else. Well, LaDonna today is a, is, well, she's a single mother, but she's a businesswoman. She's a preacher. She's a singer. She's a, does, I mean, and, and she looks back at her abuse, and, and she's not even mad. You know, he, he, the man eventually died. But she says, I'm not mad at him. And even before he died, I wasn't mad at him. And I became friendly with him because I had to love him through Jesus. She said, and when I learned to love him through Jesus, then I didn't hate him anymore for what he did to us. So you may be the victim, but you can become the victor and when you become the victor, that's how your, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. See, there's illusional, deceptive advantages to victimhood. Such as finger pointing, which provides convenient self-justification for what you're experiencing. Finger pointing is justification for what you're experiencing. I don't care who it is and who you are that somebody's done something to us. We have a responsibility as Christians not to allow that to get inside of us and fester and make us sore inside and make us mean and act like that person. But the more it happens, the more we ask God, help me not to be victim the victim, but let me become the victor and not justify my actions and help me not to be illusional and deceptive by blaming someone else for my problem. See, however, habitual blaming over time perpetuates bitterness, resentment, and powerless. It causes you to be powerless to rise from victim mentality. You can't have the rest of your life, the best of your life, if you have victim mentality. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. May have been. May have been. But somewhere, you've got to come back. And I read the scripture. You let unconditional love come on the inside of you. You don't excuse them for their wrong, but you forgive them. And you move on and let Jesus be Lord of your life. And whatever they decide to do, don't let whatever they decide to do cause you to make decisions. You make the decisions. I'm going to stand on the Word. I'm going to stand on the rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell. She will not prevail it against it. Amen. See, often these who target you, uh, off, off, well, let me say it this way, often those who are the target of your blame have little idea or could care less that you're blaming them and they could care less about how you really feel. You only hurt yourself being a prisoner of your own bitterness and resentment. Blame is a way of justifying your feelings. So a negative attitude will not help you make the rest of your life the best of your life. 
as I wind up, I ask you to take a look at your life today and decide what type of person do you want to be the rest of your life. With God's help. Everybody say, with God's help. With God's help. Say that one more time. One more time. With God's help. Oh, thank you. That sounds so good. Would you just say it for me one time? With God's help. Oh, that just blesses me. Oh, could you do it one more time? With God's help. Ooh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Would you say that one more time? With God's help. Oh, that's getting better all the time. This making making goosebumps go all over me. Would you do it for me one more time? See, we're always wanting somebody else. They should help us. They should do this. With God's help. With God's help. You can become a positive, thankful person instead of negative and the victim and blaming. When you have God's help, you can make the rest of your life. Oh, I want to scream so bad. The rest of your life. Is anybody here? Yes. See, a positive, born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking believer, a grateful child of God can't help but be joyful, peaceful, and a radiant person. Even though you may have had, even though you may be like a, been like a pincushion, You, you may have had pins stuck in you everywhere in the world. But even though you've had pins stuck in you all over, physically and emotionally and financially, you can still come out and be the person that God wants you to be. Amen. 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 I'm going to actually close at this point because there's so much more that I could bring up today, but there's just not enough time. I don't want to overload you. I think I've given you a good good dose of the Word of God and issues to think about and to deal with through the week. So right now, I want us to go to prayer. And let's ask God if there's anyone watching or in this room that's not made Jesus Lord of their life. Um, if anyone is in this room and, and you want to be helped, I, I, I want to pray with you today because I, I believe this with all of my heart. I believe that prayer I believe that prayer should be offered for people. The Bible says if any man is sick, uh, let him call for the elders of the church, anointing him with oil and laying hands on him. So I believe in the laying on of hands. And as we were singing that song earlier, uh, I just believe that this is the time for the power of God to be manifested in a way that we've never experienced Folks, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. My life is not over. I feel like the best is yet to come. Amen. Graciela, would you bring the prayer request box up here? You know, as we, we come to this place right now, I don't hope no one took that I in my message I was being self-righteous in any way because I, I I've got a lot to learn 
somebody said, well, Pastor Don, you're, you're 75 years old. When are you going to get it? Every day I get a little more. Amen. Amen. When, you get, when, when you quit growing, you die. When you quit growing, you die. And I don't ever want to quit growing. Just go in the box. So you that are viewing, if you'll go to elglobal.com, just go to elglobal.com. There's a place. I'm sorry, elglobal.church. See, I got to help help. There it is right there. Thank you. Thank you. You go to elglobal.church and send me your prayer request. Everybody's not going to read your request or know what, you know, know everybody's not going to know what you're, you're putting on here. Just those that are close by that read these. But is anybody in here in this room that is struggling with any of the issues that I talked about here today and that you need some help in any of those areas? If you are, stand on your feet and let me let me pray with you and pray for the people. Come on, don't be ashamed. That's it. Don't be ashamed. If you're, I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna grow if you don't admit that you need help? Folks, there's areas that I need help in. I need help, and I'm going to ask God to help me in every area I've preached about today. Because I don't want to carry anything on the inside of me that's going to hinder my life from being the, the rest of my life being the best of my life. I'll tell you, I want to shine my light brighter. Oh, I want to shine my light brighter than my light has ever shone before. I want to be like that, that light that's on top of a hill, that's on top of a city. I want to shine the light of Jesus. If you want to shine the light of Jesus and you're struggling somewhere today, you don't have to do that. Let Jesus help you. Let Jesus break the yoke. Thank you, Lord. Would you come up here and stand beside me as we pray together? You know, we're, we're in this walk together. We've been walking side by side for 56 years. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Declaring that Jesus is Lord. Sometimes she doesn't like me, but she has to love me. Amen. I mean, I always love her, you know. Sometimes she's had to love me through the love of the Lord because that emotional love couldn't love me at the moment. Oh, I tell you, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's all I can do to speak in English today. I feel the power of God that wants to destroy the yokes of the enemy that's tried to stop your life from being the rest of you, the best of your life. Whether it's sickness or disease or something that Satan is doing to try to destroy you. Today we're believing for change. Today we're believing for the power of God to come. You know, it's last Friday night. Last Friday night, I was sitting in Tampa, Florida, and Joyce was preaching, and I, I, I was suffering, sitting in the seat. My body was suffering while I was sitting there listening to her preach. 
and had just continued to preach. And I think there was eight, eight or 10,000 women in the arena. I was one of the few men, very few men there. But as she was preaching, the anointing came on her. And she was preaching through the anointing. And you know what? That anointing just started going through me. That anointing just started going through me. Right in my stomach. And the pain left me while she was preaching. I told her after the service, we had a little place to go to, green room. We were there and I said, Joyce, right while you was preaching. Right while you were preaching. She didn't lay hands on me. She didn't pray for me personally. But right while she was preaching, I just felt the transforming power of God going through me and, and taking the pain away. And it's been better all week. Been better all week. Somebody right now, the Holy Ghost is going to touch somebody. The Spirit of God is going to minister to somebody. Come on, this is one of the most important parts of this service. It's when we come together. Uh, now, now I see the ones of you standing. I want everybody else to stand up in agreement with me right now while we pray. I see you already that have stood, but I want the rest of you to stand in agreement. You at home, if you can stand, stand right there. If you can stand at home, stand right right now if you can. Let's believe God. There's Sister Genevieve. Sister Genevieve back there. You know, she's been to hell and back physically. But she got in that car this morning. She got in that car and drove that car to church this morning by herself. Sister Genevieve, you must be 65 years old. Uh, no? How much? 78? 79. Sister Genevieve is 79. And I remember sitting at the hospital with her. I remember sitting at the hospital with her after she had gone through some real terrible things and they'd amputated her leg. She said, well, Pastor Don, she said, just because part of my leg's gone, that doesn't mean my spirit's gone. That doesn't mean God's gone. I'm still the same person. I still have the same Holy Ghost. I still love God. I'm still going on with my life. And Sister Genevieve, the rest of your life is going... Look at her wiping those tears out of her eyes. The rest of her life will be the best of her life. Oh, the anointing is getting stronger. It's the anointing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone that's standing. Those that's in the internet somewhere in the world. Those that's in the internet somewhere in the world. Watching. Maybe confused. Maybe troubled. Maybe have been the victim. Maybe blaming. Maybe negative. Maybe ungrateful. But I pray, Holy Spirit, today. Right here in this room, wherever someone is struggling, whatever issue they're struggling with, I just pray, Lord, that they will see that You're a God of compassion. Jesus, that You have redeemed them from this. They don't have to struggle with this any longer, whether it's emotional, or unforgiveness, or pain, or disease, sickness, whatever it is. We release the power of God. We release the anointing of God. And every person that has sent their prayer request in. Every person that has sent their prayer request in. We just pray over them right now. 
or whether it's a loved one. Whether it's a loved one. I just feel like stopping on that. How many of this, this room's got loved ones that have made wrong choices that, that needs to be? They, they need to get their heart right with God. Just hold your hand up. Well, you know, we got a loved one. We got a loved one that has rebelled against everything they've been taught. Today, folks, we're praying Matthew 9:38. God's gonna put labors in their path. God's gonna put labors. I, I tell you, the Holy Ghost just stopped me right here. The Holy Ghost just stopped me right here about this. Somebody, somebody, your loved one, your loved one, your loved one, our loved one, right now, right now. Come on, folks, let's let's let the Holy Ghost flow. Let's we're in church. We're not just here trying to have a sermon and a few songs and the offering and we're going home. No, this is the power of God being manifested to transform, to heal you everywhere you hurt. Lord, we just declare Matthew 9.38. Labors are going to our loved ones. Everywhere they turn, everywhere they turn, there's a laborer from the Master that comes out and begins to minister life. They begin to minister life. I thank You, Lord, that You're, you're doing the work. You're doing the work. You're doing the work. You know, I know your family. I know your family has had some terrible issues. I mean, it's just been hurtful, 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 hurtful. And people's lives are all confused and troubled and damaged. I pray over those loved ones that their lives are confused and damaged that the light of Jesus will begin to shine on them and laborers the right laborers will come to them and bring healing to where they don't allow these scars to determine their future but these scars become stars These scars become light and life of showing them how what happened to them doesn't have to stay in them. I thank you, Lord, for every person that's praying, that's believing, that's standing in this room, that's represented in this box, that total healing and deliverance will take place today. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Michael, I, I, if you're watching in Toronto, which I believe you are, Michael is a dear friend in Toronto. I met him, I don't know what year it was. I was in Toronto preaching and a friend of mine said, I got a friend, would you go to their house and pray for them? Well, folks, on the evangelistic thing out there when I was doing these crusades, I didn't go make house calls. 
but it was a dear friend. He said, it's just down the road. Well, his down the road and my down the road is, was a lot different. I mean, we, we went here and we went there and I followed him and I walked in and met a beautiful, because the father was there that night. Michael's father was there that night. But I met Michael. Michael had Crohn's disease. And his life was basically at the end. But now he's fighting another issue. The doctors have told him it's going to be several surgeries before it can even get him better. But you know, I, I know the doctors do the best they can, but they're just doctors. They're not God. And I appreciate doctors. Don't misunderstand me. But let's just believe for Michael right now. I just have compassion for Michael. You know, Michael's mother, who used to support our ministry very generously, years ago, she for many years, she supported our ministry. And I was on my way to the Philippines, but or, or going to, and she had an aneurysm in her head. And this was like 2000, 2004, somewhere along in there, 2008, I don't remember, but anyway... The doctor said she'd never live. I couldn't make it. I wanted to go and pray for her because she'd been such a valuable person in our life, Michael's mother. But you know, there was no hope that she could live. But she's lived a normal life ever since. Ever since she's lived a normal life. She came out of that hospital living a normal life. Something's happening in the spirit right now. This is not just a service. We started off this morning from the first song. Right now, there's the spirit of the Lord is flowing. Michael, I just pray over you today for encouragement and for strength. I pray over you right now, Michael, that somehow you'll reach out and from the top of your head to the soles of your feet you'll be healed. Touch Michael's mother and the dad in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What are you playing, Linda? Can you sing it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. Lord, I'm tired, sometimes I'm weak, I get warm. But through the storm, precious Lord, through the night, lead me on. Lead me on, Lord. Take my, Take my hand, hand, Lord. Precious, Precious Lord. Lord. One more time. Come on, everybody. Come on. Let's worship. Let's worship God. Precious Lord. Take my oh, hand. Yes, Lord. Lead me on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let me stand. Lord, I get tired. I get tired. Sometimes I feel weak, 
Sometimes and I, I feel warm. Take my hand. Take our hands, Lord. Precious Lord. Precious Lord. Oh, we got to do it. Let the Holy Ghost. Oh, precious Lord. Precious Lord. Take my hand. Take our hand. Lead me on. Lead me on. Let me stand. Let me stand. Lord, I get tired. When you get tired. And sometimes we. Sometimes we and I get warm. Oh, but through every storm, through every storm, through the night, through the night, Lord lead me on. Lord lead me on. I can see Your light, precious Lord. Take my hand. an old, old song, and you know, the says I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm weary, I'm worn. Somebody said, well, I'm not going to say that, that's negative. Well, we feel that way, is what the song is saying, but we're not going to let the worn and the weary and the weak keep us down. Precious Lord, take my hand and lead me to the light. So when I feel tired, when I feel worn, when I feel weary, when I feel weak, I got the light to run to. I'm telling you folks, the power of the Holy Ghost is in this room. Somebody somewhere around the world has Come on, let's worship God. Let the Holy Ghost flow. Through the storm, through the night, Lord, lead to your life, take my hand, precious Lord, Come here, Carolyn, come here. I don't like to pick on anybody, but come on up here on the step with me. Sixty years young, right? No. No. <laughs> no I turned seventy-two uh, the thirty-first this Sep- past Monday. Seventy-two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you ever feel any of those things we were singing about? Tired, weary, worn, weak. Just this week. <laughs> tired. Steps in, and you, we have to remember we're all held in the hollow of the Lord's hand, and that there's nothing that can happen to us. The Lord, the Bible says, if God is with me, who can be against me? So I stand on that, and every time Satan has come at me from one way, God has cut him off and cut him off. So while I've been tired and things have happened. I always, I've known and and it's been true, God has just carried me through and I still stand and his plans for me are still in place. Amen. Father, I thank you for Carolyn. 
that when she was tired, when she was weak, and when she was worn, she didn't let the tiredness, the weariness, the weakness, and the worn get her to the place that she complained, but she loved you right on through. So touch her body today. Touch her body today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. One more time, Pastor Al. (laughs) Come on, let's just worship the Lord one more time, would you? Come on, one more time. I am tired and yoked. I am weak. I am worn through every storm and through every night. Lord, lead me on. I can see your light. Take my hand. Precious Lord, lead me on. Oh, one more time. We got to do it. Come on. Precious Lord, somebody's receiving healing. Take my hand. Take our hand. Lead me on. Let me stand. Lord, I'm getting tired. Sometimes we. And through the night, lead me on to your light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me on. Michael just told me that it was in 2006 his mother had the aneurysm. That's 12 years ago. And I got an email from her the other day just thanking God for what he did for her. When the doctor said there's no hope. I mean, she, and even Michael, there was no hope. Michael was quarantined. They, they, this flu was going crazy and they quarantined the hospital and nobody could even get in and out to see Michael back when he was going through all of this. So, folks, we've all had our situations one way or the other. But the Lord will take our hand and lead us through. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings. And you that are viewing, uh, we want you to be a part of this. Seriously. Seriously, I want to say it again. We want you to be a part of it. And if they'll just put the um, way to give up tithes and offerings... Instead of going to experiencelifechurch.com, that's an old ad we got there. We got to change. Uh, just go to eoglobal.church. Just go to eoglobal.church and uh, send your credit card, your tithes, your offerings. If you've got a church, we're not asking you to tithe, but if you don't have a church, send your tithe here to help us. It takes a lot of money to do what 
You'd be surprised how much it costs us to do what we do. You'd really be surprised the amount of money it takes to do what we're doing. Even though we're not that big here, even though we're a small congregation, and I don't ever try to hide the fact and let you know that, that we're a mega church. We're not a mega church in here. We're a mega church around the world. Without the building, we're a church without walls almost. We do have walls here, but we got people around the world <clears throat> that are watching and getting help. So you around the world, do your part. And you here, do your part. Let's bring our tithes and offerings as we just worship the hand one more time. Al, would you sing it one more time? Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, I am worn. But through the storm, through the night, lead me on to your life. Take my Now, I forgot, I forgot to mention this was Mission Sundays. You know, I have so much, I know he did, but I didn't mention it for the offering. I know Pastor or Al Tannis did, but right now, <clears throat> if you haven't given or you online, I want you to see, this is some updated pictures of our work in India, what we're doing. So could you just flash some of those pictures on there? of our work in India. We've been doing this now for about 14 years. People have actually graduated and gone on to college by attending our school there. And uh, you can see they're learning, uh, they're learning academics, not only academics, but they're learning the Bible as well. Can you see that? We feed them. We feed them. We give them academics. And uh, it's amazing how lives have been changed. Lives have been changed because of your support. Your support to this church. Every time you give on Mission Sundays, you're helping those children right there. And some have even graduated from this school and gone on to college. And lives have been changed in the parents because of what we're doing for those children. You're the one making it happen. For over 12, 14 years we've been uh, doing this and it has grown. It's continued to grow and we actually need more money to sow into it. We're not sowing as much as we need to to make it all happen. But you know what? God somehow supplies the need. So thank you and the audience you hear in church that have given to the missions. But if you forgot to give to missions today, you can still go ahead and give. You can still, because we have to send the check. We have to send the check. And let me tell you something. We've never, no matter how bad things has ever been, we've never missed ever one time sending our commitment to this, this school and where these children are that are poor. And, and the only way they would get schooling is because of what we're doing today. So I want you to know I appreciate what you do to help us with missions and you here in the church. Well, I want to say goodbye to you that's in the 
internet audits, and we'll see you Tuesday night at 7. No, we won't be doing one this Tuesday night. It's the election night, and so I don't want, I know people will already be, but people will be watching the returns, and so, um, and I'll be one of them <laughs> that's watching the returns. So we're going to pass this Tuesday night. We won't be on this Tuesday night. Uh, we may be on uh, another, we may put a, a rerun on, I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, God bless you, you and the Internet audience, you're loved.